BC Resources, available from bcresources.net, are the teaching materials of North Clackamas Bible Community, a church located in Happy Valley, Oregon. The following message was delivered by Mike Spiro, Senior Pastor of North Clackamas Bible Community, on Sunday, April 24, 2011. Three adult baptismal candidates, each having lived for some time on their own, and each having already demonstrated their commitment to Jesus Christ, stand before the church body. Mike addresses the church and the three candidates, explaining the meaning and significance of New Testament baptism. Let me just explain a little bit about what baptism means for us as Christians. Matthew 28, verses 18 and 20, were the final words that the Lord gave to his apostles and to all those who would come after. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So this is why we practice a baptism. It's one of the two Christian rites that we celebrate. There's the baptism, and we have the Lord's Supper that we share from time to time in our midweek services. Here is the authority for the speech act that we are going to engage in this morning. Almost 2,000 years this custom has been practiced, and it's being practiced here today, and it will be practiced in the future. And so we act in solidarity with all those who have come before and all of those who will come again or come after us until the Lord comes again. What the baptism is, is a public profession of a personal decision. So we're here this morning to witness a formal declaration of what has already taken place in their hearts. That decision to receive Jesus the Christ as both Savior, Lord, and thirdly, God himself, to receive him and to live holy for him for the rest of our days till we meet him again. It's also a time to renounce Satan and all of his works. Altogether, the Baptism Act is a dramatic reenactment of what has already taken place within their hearts. This is why baptism has to be an adult choice. Most of you are aware of the Anabaptists. They called them those who want to baptize again after they were baptized as infants. But as infants, we can't make the kind of decision that we're talking about this morning, a decision to renounce Satan and all his works, to go to Christ as Lord and Savior, and to receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life. So you have to be an adult, and this is why we take some time, too. It's not somebody just join the church and we baptize them as fast as we can. That's not what we're about. We want to be sure, and we want them to be sure before we undergo this rite. Some of us can point the very day, some even the very hour when we made that choice, but as we reflect on it, I suppose the choice could have been two days earlier, etc. It's like marriage. If someone was to ask you, what was the day you fell in love? You might have trouble pinpointing that. So the right, the ceremony here, is to give some tangible reality 
to the choice. For this morning, they know they're making a public proclamation. Just like in marriage, if they are wed together, they know on that day they proclaim themselves to each other, and that was witnessed. We put off the old garments, and that's the purpose of the robes. You take off the garments which speak of the old life and the choices and the lives that we lived before this choice. So you take off those garments, and you have baptism garments, and when you enter the water, that symbolizes that you've died with Christ to the old life. You've received forgiveness, so that symbolizes the burying with Christ. And then when you raise out, that speaks of new life. You've been resurrected to new life. You're connected and united with Christ. And now you move forward to live with him. In the early church, baptism was quite an event. It usually happened somewhere around two years after their conversion. And they would gather and take off the old clothes, the old life, and dress in the robes, and after they would go through the immersion in the water and resurrection to new life, then they would put on some special clothes or a special robe, and they would celebrate the rest of the day with feast and embrace one another as brethren and sisters. So that's the point of the immersion. Into the water is the death to the old life, and out of the water is a new life with the people of God. It's not just for the personal choice. It's an initiation into the people of God. It's an initiation ceremony that looks to the real baptism of the Holy Spirit. God baptized us and connected us with the body of Christ. Before we came to know Christ, we could only feel hostility. We could only feel hostility for God and for those who walk with God. So we know now that we pass from death into life because we love the brethren. He who loves God loves his brother also. So we are baptized into the Holy Spirit. That needs a spiritual act of God where we're full of the Holy Spirit and now our attitude toward God is totally changed and our attitude to God's people totally changed. We know we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. We get to this point, they're also declaring a partnership with us in a new way. They're giving public proclamation of what they've already decided to do, and that's to become part of us as the church of God. So that entails privileges, but it also entails responsibilities. And so this act this morning is to forswear any act of betrayal, to commit themselves to live faithfully with God and stay in union and fellowship and solidarity with the people of God. To walk as he walked, a new journey, a new destination, all of us faithful together.